Hello! Ahoy! <laughs> Welcome to Season 3, Episode 6 of Bottom of the Stream. Welcome all. How are you today, Nick? I'm good. Raring to go, as always. Yeah? Yeah. Living the dream? Yes, most <laughs> definitely. I I rescued an animal yesterday evening. What sort of animal? Uh, a cat. Oh, your cat. One of my cats. What? 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 what why can't I speak? What, um, what sort <laughs> of predicament did it get himself into? Um, well, we, we were sitting in the living room and suddenly it started wailing. I was like, that's not a usual noise. <laughs> right. And it was like flailing around on the uh, floor in the hallway. And I was like, oh my God, what's happened? Has it like suddenly lost the use of its legs? Is this something really serious? <laughs> yeah. And it turned out that she had managed to hook a claw into her bottom lip <gasps> and couldn't take it out. No way. <laughs> so was very panicked. So I had to kind of unlatch her leg and her claw from her mouth. <laughs> oh, my God. How does it even do that? I, I presume she must have been having a scratch and uh, got entwined. Oh, that's made me go all... Tingly, I don't like that. The thought it was, quite that. it was quite dramatic. It sounds it. Did you get scratched up yourself? No, it did take a couple of goes because she tried to like escape, and then it was quite funny because it's like laminate flooring, so she couldn't get any purchase. <laughs> so just basically circled round. Oh my god! <laughs> Not having the use of one leg and all that. that sounds, so uh, <laughs> sounds harrowing. <laughs> but it was fine. <laughs> cool. If unexpected. So a bit of drama. Yeah, that's that's. that's Probably the most exciting thing that's happened to me in the last couple of weeks. Yeah, it's been pretty dull, hasn't it? <laughs> I'm kind of over all this now. Yeah, <laughs> me too a little bit. I was thinking the other night, do you think this is the longest we've ever gone without seeing each other? Uh, it's probably got to be up there. Uh, I can't think of any yeah. other period where we would have. There was a couple of times where we had like holidays that yeah. went on from each other. But... Even that would have only been four, though. It's been like yeah, that's six true. or seven now. Yeah, it probably is then. Crazy. I miss you, man. Same, sorry, I was, I, was, I was taking a drink, I wasn't being insincere. Wow, I'm offended. No, it was bad timing. Um, no, same, same, it's weird. Yeah, it is weird. Hopefully it won't be much longer. But we're not Fingers talking about, crossed. we're not going to talk about negative things, let's talk about positive things. Sure. Let's talk about social media. Um, <laughs> follow us Ironic. on Twitter at BOTS underscore podcast or Instagram at BOTS underscore podcast. I've completely forgotten what I say next. Uh, go to the website. The website is www.bottomofthestream.com where we have, will ship where you can... Fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> where you can find every episode we've ever recorded and both season stream tables. Follow us on Patreon where you can donate a little bit of money every month and we'll give you some cool free shit and some extra bonus episodes. I think that's it. If It is. If you can't do that, then please leave us a review either on Apple Podcasts or on Podchaser. Uh, because that really helps um, put the show in front of more people's eyes and ears. It really does. It really helps. I might leave all that disastrous <laughs> disaster in and just see. How Why not? Show people how shit I, this I actually am. <laughs> You've been watching anything good at the top of the stream this week? Um, yeah. So I've watched more of The Last Dance. Oh, right. Yeah. This uh, <laughs> basketball documentary you've been watching. Yep. Because uh, they've released another couple of episodes. So uh, I've watched. All of episode two, episode three, and some of episode four. Uh, oh, wow. And it is riveting. Really? It's good. Yeah. Yeah. 
So did the Michael Jordan episode, did the Scotty Pippen episode, uh, and then Dennis Rodman. Man, what a character. No, yeah, I remember him. <laughs> I I nearly met him once. When we were in Vegas, he was doing a signing in a sports oh, shop really? somewhere, but the queue was too big, so I didn't bother. <laughs> there's a very funny bit which really made me laugh in the bit I saw this morning. So they, there's one point where they give uh, Rodman 48 hours off and he goes to Vegas. Yeah. And then um, he doesn't come back in time. So a load of them go to get him. Michael Jordan goes, I'm not going to say who he was in bed with uh, or what state we were in when we knocked on his hotel room door. You know, I, I, I'm a gentleman, I don't talk. And then it cuts to Carmen Electra going, yeah, <laughs> Michael Jordan knocked on the door. <laughs> it was, Amazing. It was very, very well edited. It was very funny. Um, I will chef definitely check that out. It sounds really good. Uh, yeah, it, it is good. It is fascinating. Awesome. Anything else? Uh, yeah, I've watched the whole series. I say series, there's only six episodes of um, Afterlife, oh. Ricky Gervais's sitcom. Wow, I did it as well. I did it all in a day on Sunday. Cool. It's harrowing. It's <laughs> great. It's great. It really is great. And I think it's possibly better than the first season as well. But oh my God, is it sad? <laughs> oh, it's, it is um, <laughs> melancholic to say the least. Wow. It nearly destroyed me, I'll tell you. I was in bits. Yeah, it is. It's the. It's very emotional, but it's but well done. At the same time, it's hilarious. Gervais isn't, oh yeah, it's yeah. so funny. Gervais isn't the best actor. No, not um, at all. But he does well in this, and uh, importantly, I think his supporting cast are very, very strong. Yeah, definitely, really, really good. It's just a cast yeah. of really good. Com- they're all like stand-up comics, aren't they? But it is really well acted. Yeah, it is. It is, and yeah, very funny. Yeah, very funny, but blisteringly sad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, w- I would recommend it. Yeah, definitely. People it is. should check it out. It's only half an hour episodes. You do six in f- three hours. I did it all in a row on Sunday. It's well worth checking out. Yeah, well, it's number one at Netflix at the minute. Oh, is it? Probably for good reason. Yeah, I watched Extraction. Oh, excellent! On Saturday night, which is the new Chris Hemsworth film, yeah, created by one of the Russo brothers. Um, yeah, it's good. It's if you like action films, then you're gonna love it. It's as simple as that. It's non-stop, balls-to-the-wall action all the way through. The guy's like Superman. He's just un- unbeatable. I could have done... Personally, I could have done with a bit more story. Okay. You know what I mean? It's, you can get... you can. I, I can enjoy an action film, but it gets to the point where there's too much. And it, I mean, like 2-1, uh, 2-11 we watched. Yes. It's, it's completely a lot better than that. But you know what I mean? That was all action, no substance, wasn't it? Yeah, and that's probably how I would describe this a little bit. It's really, and the action sequences are amazing. There's one scene that's 11 minutes long that's an action scene, and there's no cuts, and it's just it's incredible to watch as a piece of filmmaking. Awesome. Yeah, so I'd, I'd recommend it if you're into action films. If you're not, then probably not so much. Is it so you weren't you weren't gripped by the story? No, the story's not great. I'm not gonna okay. lie. It's it's a fun, no brain little action film. You just put it on. And watch it on a Saturday night with a pizza and a Magnum. <laughs> as, as is your um, tradition. That's my tradition. Yeah, although I haven't got any Magnums at the minute. Say so, uh, a big, big star to lead a Netflix movie, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. It's uh, and and to get one of the Russo brothers involved as well. Sure. I think it's the stunt coordinator from one from Infinity War as well. I think he's like, I don't know if he's the director, but he's definitely like involved in it. Okay. Cool. So yeah, there's a lot of a uh, lot of gunfights. Is it like, uh, is it more violent than, say, a James Bond? Is it nearer a Jason Bourne? Uh, I would say it's probably nearer to a Jason Bourne, yeah. The guy, it's more like, um, 
What's that one that Keanu Reeves does? John Wick. John Wick. It's probably it's not as violent as a John Wick film. And in terms of action, it's like constant, non-stop. Cool. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, I'll check it out. Check it out. Will do. Watched anything else? Yeah, just some uh, random serial killer stuff. Of course, <laughs> as you do. I think you might have seen this. Is again, it's um, it's it's a few years old. Uh, BBC thing, I think. Whitechapel. Oh yeah, I used to love Whitechapel. It's a great show. Yeah, never seen it, so we really? just watched them. Yeah, because again, there's only a few of them. Yeah, there is. Um, yeah. yeah, pretty creepy that stuff. Is that on Netflix? I didn't realize that was on Netflix. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah. yeah, that is really good. Yeah, I really, I used to really like that. I don't watch a lot yeah. of British dramas, but no, it was neither. I don't know how that one kind of passed us by though, because we used to like <laughs> Ripper Street. Yeah. Um, Broadchurch. That, sort of that sort of time. Of, yeah. yeah, that sort of time period is really cool. Yeah. And this is like obviously it's modern day, but it's all play modern day plays on the that sort of uh, legend, isn't it? Yeah. So. Awesome. Yeah, it's good. I did not know that was on Netflix. So it is, yeah. That's a there good recommendation. Go. Check out the Whitechapel, everybody. Um, I watched. I started watching um, Outer Banks. Oh yeah, we, we mentioned briefly it. Briefly spoke week. about it last week because it was in the charts. It's uh, yeah. It's a high school drama. I'm not convinced. I've watched two episodes. Right. Um, I found myself on my phone quite a lot during the second one. So this, it, remind remind me of the premise. Um, it's basically set in. Like, <coughs> I'm gonna die. It's basically set in like a um, seaside town, and this like surfer dude's dad's gone missing, and he has to his mission is to try and find him. Um, but it's all set on boats, and they're all like pretty people, and it's a high school. I say it's a high school drama. It is a high school drama. They like the what the child protection services are after this lad because he's been left on his own because his uncle's gone missing and his dad's gone missing. But I swear to you, the guy's nearly thirty. <laughs> and it really irritates it really takes me out of the moment in these sort of things why is there no like 16, 17 year old actors I don't Where, know. what happens to them I'm not sure because there's child actors and there's adult actors but why is there no teenage actors why do they have to get why do Americans have to get 27 year olds to play teenagers it's true I don't know I don't get it it really took me out of the moment and I think it's probably the main reason why I'm not going to continue with it because it just doesn't feel right that the police and the child protection people are after this lad and he's nearly as old as me it's ridiculous. He's not. He's like twenty-seven. Yeah, it, it's not good though. When once you notice something, you can't like that. You can't get. You can't past get past it. it and and it is annoying. It happens all the time. The only time it didn't it didn't happen was in the babysitter. When that lad was like thirteen, fourteen, wasn't he? Yeah, he was still playing. Like yeah, he was playing what, younger, but he was actually eleven. Only, like, yeah, he 12. was only like a child. I'm sure we've seen it in other film. I can't think of any, but I'm sure we've seen it in films. And it's, it really did take me out of it. So, it, and the story's not great. And the way it's shot is really like arty lens flares and things like that all through it. And it's just, it put me off slightly. So I'm not, not I don't think I'm going to go back to it. Sounds like you may not be the target audience. No, probably not. Probably not. Although it did say I was a 98% match on Netflix, but. Oh, well, there you go. Who knows? Um, I also watched the second episode of The Innocence Files. You know, I said I'd oh, watch yeah. that. You know, I, I said there was a, I had an issue with it because it didn't really finalize the story in the first episode yes. uh, second episode carried on and it, it, oh, it, it okay, ended fine. that that story so whether they're all like two episode arcs i don't know but uh, okay it, that that appeals to me more because i i assume that um you were getting a more from the way you described it it was more like a, a serial type thing where you you get really invested and then there's no there's no conclusion yeah but no <laughs> yeah. There, there was in the end it just went over two episodes and okay, that's my cool. fault for probably not reading the synopsis of the second one but yeah it was it was good 
There's, I'm going to stick with it. There's, I think I've got four more. So cool. I'm going to stick with that. So yeah, check that out, everybody. That's in the charts on Netflix as well. That's it, I think. I don't think I've watched anything Excellent. else. I'm still watching Lost. Still watching Red Dwarf. Journey continues. Just watching shitloads of telly. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing else to do. Um, I've got a little bit of Netflix news. Go for it. Just, just one little piece. They've announced today that they are making a TV show called Social Distance. Strike while the iron's hot, I guess. <laughs> um, it's from the creator of Orange is the New Black, uh, Genji Cohen. Yeah. It's a quarantine-themed anthology series for Netflix. This series will be produced entirely remotely with all the cast and crew working from their own homes. Um, it's scripted, and it will be directed by Diego Velasco. And they're doing it as a challenge to see if it can be done, apparently. So she's just sort of knocked it up in the last few weeks? They're in the process of knocking it up now, yeah. Okay, technical term. <laughs> I don't yeah. know how you do a scripted show with all the actors in different places. It's going to be really interesting to see how they pull that off. And they're just going to see when they can get it done by. I presume they've not set a date of it coming no, out. No, um, it doesn't give me a date. It's just that they've only okay. announced it today, so I think it'll be a little while. Fair enough. Um, the logo for it is the Netflix logo, but Net and Flix are socially distancing from each other. <laughs> Some, someone probably so got paid a lot of money to come up with that idea. <laughs> I thought it was quite funny. But yeah, so it sounds quite interesting. I, I don't understand how it's going to work. Um, but it's going to be yeah, a bit that, of a challenge. That sounds uh, worth keeping our eyes open for, yeah. certainly. Yeah, so uh, we'll check that out when it comes out and we'll let you know what we think. That's it, I think. I don't think I've got much more to uh, to say. Good. Well, not good. <laughs> Thanks, mate. going to hear from you for another to good while. <laughs> so shall we get on with talking about this week's film? <laughs> Let's do it. Okay, so this week we watched a film called Peelers. It's from 2016. It is an 18. It's one hour and 35 minutes long and currently rated at 4.0 out of 10 on IMDb. Uh, stars a lady called Ren Walker, who plays a blue jean. Um, she's pretty much unknown. Most of the cast of this are pretty much unknown. Sure. Um, I don't think... It's a really it's a low-budget film, isn't it? It is, certainly. Canadian, I believe. Yes, it's Canadian. Uh, it did say on IMDb, though, that she beat 200 other actresses to get the job. Oh, so wow. That's quite interesting. Also stars a guy called Kaz Odin Darko, which is one of the best names I've ever read out. Strong, um, isn't it? He plays Remy, and again, a bit of an unknown. And even the director is called Steve Shalnez, Shalins, something like that. And he hasn't really done anything either, so I can't really give you any, any information about these guys. Other than to say that it's a really low budget, it's almost like a student film, isn't it? I wouldn't know. I, mean, I wouldn't describe it as a student film. It's, a, it's not a studio film. No, certainly not. It's made by a group of mates who are filmmakers. It's clearly a first film. Yes. Um, but it is not high budget, but they've definitely made the most of what they've got. Yeah, it's. I would, I would say. I would say it's a group of experienced filmmakers who have got together and made a film, but not necessarily successful filmmakers. Does that make sense? Yes, it does, yeah. It's, it's very low budget. It might be, it's probably not the lowest budget we've done. But it will be down there as one of the lowest. It's on. It's very similar to murder party kind of levels of film, I would say. Uh, I mean, I I thought the production level was a couple of notches up from from murder party, from what I remember. Uh, we'll get into it a bit. Yeah. But certainly in terms of effects, practical effects. Yeah. I thought they did a really good yeah, job. Yeah. There was definitely um, some sort of expert in practical effects working on it. Yeah. Yeah. And um, there is one one familiar face. Yeah. Who pops that's up true. in this? 
whose name totally escapes me. <laughs> Manager Kinto, isn't it? That's it. Who is only briefly in it, isn't he? But he's you'll know him from The Good Place. He plays yep. Jason Mendoza in The Good Place. If you've not watched The Good Place, that's definitely a place to start for a quarantine sitcom. It's, it's a, a good place. It's a great start. place. <laughs> it's a great show. It's well worth watching. I love The Good Place. I really miss it. And he's the best character in The Good Place. Are you excited to miss him? agree. Yes. Yeah, he's, <laughs> Please do. He's no, he's no Janet, but he's pretty close. Oh, yeah, true. Janet's really good as well. They're all really good. But yeah, he's in it briefly. So where does this film start, Nick? In a hospital. Yes, it does. It's a pre-credits scene in a hospital room. Uh, there's a man unconscious in the bed. And a nurse comes in and she's got some pills and she's going to give him his daily pills, I guess. And all of a sudden he starts throwing up everywhere. Like... Hard. Hardcore throwing up. Like, this this guy Ralph's <laughs> big time, deep deep like, from the insides. It, you've you've heard of projectile. This is like white water rapids. <laughs> he does. He completely covers the room in it. Um, then he attacks the nurse, and some more nurses rush in and try and help him. And the blood, the door slams shut, and this you see this blood seeping under the door, and then some black stuff starts seeping under the door as well. We're already off to a better start than last week. You know, you know when I complained uh, when we were talking about deadly detention last week. Yeah. That the blood looks thin and cheap. Yeah. And it wasn't even the right colour. Yeah. Look great here. <laughs> I think we're going to do a lot of comparisons between these two films. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's a similar vibe, isn't there? From that point on, it cuts to the titles, and this is potentially the longest title scene I've ever seen. So, it's. <laughs> It's not very often nowadays you see a full-on title sequence. Before the film. Yeah, before full, the film. Full credit sequence before the film starts. So what what movie does this nowadays apart from a James Bond film? Yeah, not many. Um, the James Bond films do it. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, you've never seen <laughs> one. Yeah. But I, I didn't mind it. I mean, it was a cool song that was playing over Yeah, it. no, I didn't mind it. I've just written down... Oh, it's going on for ages. There was a load of boobs for like four minutes. (laughs) The very first scene of it was a big close-up of some boobs. There's quite a lot of boobs in this film. Yeah, there is. (laughs) Um, And it's like intercut with someone on a motorbike riding somewhere. Yeah. But yeah, it does does go on a bit. It's like an end credit scene rather than a pre-credit scene. uh, It's something you don't see very much anymore. You know, if my kids are watching like a... um, One of the older Disney films or whatever, they always want to fast forward it. (laughs) Because you always have all the credits at the start. Um, and, and it just doesn't happen as much anymore. No, it doesn't. It's, it's pretty uh, pretty rare. I was quite surprised. But it did go on for ages. I was like, this is going on for too long now. So maybe I'm a bit like your kids. I'm impatient. <laughs> uh, anyway, the, we cut from the end credits. Uh, I've, even said it, I've even said end credits and it wasn't. Um, we cut from the credits to a strip club. This is where our film's going to be mainly set. And we're in the kitchen to start with. And the chef really doesn't like his staff very much. No, he really is. He's very much. He is an angry chef. He's a very angry man, shouting at all of his staff. And we're essentially getting a, a tour of the strip joint. Yeah, you're kind of following the owner around, aren't you? And she's just chatting to all the staff, and that's the way we're getting to meet them all. And um, this film isn't the most subtle. So as we're doing this tour, you'll see that there's a baseball bat behind a bar. Yeah. A guy, a patron of the club, happens to bring in a chainsaw. Oh, that was so funny. <laughs> That that made me laugh because I was like, well, that's obviously foreshadowing something that's going to happen. But I love the so fact that it's so blatant. Yeah, he just walks up to the barman and says, my chainsaw's broke, can you fix it? <laughs> yeah, and the barman just puts it behind the bar. Yeah, he's like, I'll do it later. I, I, I just thought, come on, you know, 
to be fair, that's balls. Uh, Ballsy. Absolutely. And you know from that point on, you know exactly the sort of film you're getting. You're like, they're not going to hide anything here. This is like, balls out. This is the film you're getting here now. We've shown you a baseball bat on the wall. We've shown shown you a chef, an angry man with a knife, and we've shown you a chainsaw. we've, We've complained a bit about like, not having inventive ways of doing some of the exposition in films, yeah. And this this tour of this strip joint is actually all right because it does things like that. Yeah. You you get introduced to some of the strippers, most of the cast. Yeah. You know the pregnant stripper, <laughs> the one who dresses up like a like a baby. She's she's got a gun. Um, <laughs> another one's been taking self defense classes. This all comes out in like this this five minute tour. So you you see their special skills yeah. already. <laughs> you kind of stay with the there's like a dressing room with the girls in isn't there yeah and you can't the, the tour kind of finishes with them and you kind of meet or like you say there's ba- they call her baby don't you don't she because she strips dressed as a baby which is unusual to say the least there's one girl who is heavily pregnant yeah like hugely pregnant she orders a pizza and the pizza comes in and she covers it in honey because there's a joke later on in the film so that needed setting up yeah, so she's not working. This is turns out this is the last night. Possibly the place is open, so yeah. she's come to say goodbye to everyone. You sure she wasn't going to go on at some point? <laughs> no, wouldn't Might have with the other ones that do go on. I wouldn't be yeah. at all surprised. Um, and then some. I've written here some sleaze balls come in, and he's in the middle of buying the bar, or he's just literally has just brought the bar. Yeah, they're signing the papers, aren't they, over to him? Yeah. So uh, the the main lady who owns the bar currently is called Blue Jean. And she's kind of signing over her ownership of the bar to this guy, I guess. It's like an older yep. businessman, isn't He's it? He's a, a sleazy, sweaty businessman. Yeah. Cut back out to the bar and some patrons have started to show up now. And a group of Mexican lads come in. I presume they were Mexican. Dirty miners. Yeah. <laughs> they weren't children. No, literally. They've <laughs> been in a mine and they're full of... They're covered in dirt. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one of them's got <laughs> a... <laughs> what? God, you go first. I was say one this of, is the first thing that really made me laugh. One of them's got a quite a deep gash on his leg, and they all order a beer and they all drink this beer, but then instantly spit it out. Yeah, they don't like it. Yeah, it's weird. And then one of them orders a salad. Yeah, the, the big fat one orders a salad. Uh, this is about where one of my favourite lines. <laughs> where uh, so after the the boomer businessman's left, yeah. Remy, who's the the security guy, so he he works the door at the at the strip joint. Yeah, he's talking to Blue Jean. And uh, he just calls the businessman who's left a fucking beanbag. <laughs> what a great line. <laughs> that really made me laugh. From that point on, Blue Jean heads outside. Cause, uh, did she go for a fag or something? She goes outside for something. And she has a run-in with a guy called Travis, who is manager Kinto's character. He's yeah. a bit of a knobhead, isn't he? He's, af- he's, af- he's angling for a fight. He's sitting on a, ba- on a motorbike when she gets out there. And eventually they end up having this big row. And It's a police bike, yeah, so she, she rides... A police motorcycle. Yeah. Because she's cool. She's yeah. cool as fuck, let's be honest. <laughs> um, she gives this guy like three chances because she's running to baseball. We, we, oh, we yeah. find this out. We don't really know why, but she's running to... Well, we've ba- already seen the bat behind the yeah, bar. Yeah, she's got a um, ball that she carries around with her always. She's always got this yeah. baseball in her hand. And She's a baller. Yeah. She gives this guy three chances to leave her alone. And eventually he calls her BJ, which she doesn't like. That's like her Marty McFly when he gets called chicken. Yeah. It triggers her, doesn't it? It does, yeah. So she winds up and pitches his baseball straight into his face and splits his face open. Uh, and then she goes back inside. She's, she's not taking any prisoners. She don't take no shit, this lady. She, he, he follows her in, though. Yeah. 
and uh, one one of the Mexicans just clothes yeah, completely him. takes him out straight away, and then and uh, chucks him out, yeah, carries him outside. That Mexican was after Remy's job. Yeah, he was, wasn't he? <laughs> uh, and then Baby hits the stage, and you get her like strip show of her dressed as a baby and stripping down. You get to see more boobs, uh, a bit of bomb, as you would in a strip <laughs> show, I guess. That's when you find out that the guys are all minors. Uh, but the one with the cut on his leg is in a really bad way. Yeah, he gets a uh, nosebleed. Yeah, he's not very well. He looks quite ill. So he, he heads to the toilets and all of his like, his ears turn black. And yeah. his, his nose is going and then he, he looks up and his eyes are all black. And it's really weird. And uh, it kind of cuts away at that point and this guy's, let, uh, this guy's salad turns up. Yes. <laughs> and what do you want to express what's in his salad? It's just half a lettuce on a plate. With some mayo. Like, not even chopped up. <laughs> just literally just brings a lettuce and a bottle of mayo out. I thought that did make me laugh. I thought, yeah, I know what sort of film I'm getting here. You're getting that, those sort of like, it's from Dust Till Dawn yeah. vibe straight away, yeah, isn't it? It's, yeah. I think that's what they were going for. Same sort of lighting set up in the bar and everything, wasn't there? Um, cut back to the guy who's in the toilets and he starts throwing up. And again, it's not, not good, is it? It's violent. It's violent throw up everywhere, but it's, Deep black. Yeah. And it's everywhere, all over the toilet stall. Then we cut back out to the bar and Baby's just about to finish her act. Yep. So the diaper's off. Yep. Do you want to explain what she does in the finale? I'd love to. So, um... <laughs> Good, because I don't really want to. <laughs> so, so uh, yeah, the diaper's off. She lowers herself down to the ground. She kind of arches back, doesn't she? Yeah, she's like a bridge. So, yeah, legs akimbo out towards the, uh, the audience. And, uh, fortunately... Because she took the uh, the diaper off, she um, she just pisses all over the <laughs> first couple of tables. Yeah. In the strip joint. Yeah, it's a weird one that is not the high, most hygienic uh, way to no, finish definitely. the act, but definitely, definitely memorable. <laughs> Even the most of the people in the bar are a bit shocked to start with, aren't they? But eventually, she gets a round of applause and she gets cheered and cheered off the stage. Yeah, and then the two guys who like got pissed on. Yeah. Like high fiving each other. Yeah, they're loving it. Yeah. <laughs> this 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 film goes to some places, man. Oh God, does it? There's some there's some sentence in in this in my notes that I didn't think I'd ever write. Sure. And you text me last night and you're like, I can't believe I've just written that. Yeah, and it wasn't that sentence. It wasn't about <laughs> this. No, that, that's tame. <laughs> that's tame to where this film's heading. Then the fat guy gets up and he's suddenly suddenly desperate to use the toilet. The guy who ordered the salad, so he runs off to the loo. And uh, gets eaten by his mate. Yeah. Well, gets attacked and bitten by his mate. Nobody's found them yet, so the toilets are uh, now got two dead bodies or two bodies in. Um, and then the next dancer hits the stage, and this one's dressed as a schoolgirl. So she's like a newbie, and I think it's her first night. Yeah. Because um, she's been like nervously doing some shots. Uh, yeah, she's by the side of the stage. Yeah, she's pretty nervous about it. But so we've gone up from a baby to a schoolgirl. Yeah. So it's... It's, it's weird. Um, and then we cut into a room with two guys who were having a private dance from one of the girls. It's the two um, guys who were at the who were on the front table that just got... Oh, is it the same two guys? Yeah, it's the two guys that got air uh, pissed on. <laughs> well, their night's about to go from bad to worse um, because one of them gets his head chopped off. Yeah. So she's dancing with... They're kind of sitting opposite each other. They are, yeah. So she's dancing on one guy so she can't see the other guy and that guy's head comes off. And so, and then she kind of arches back, doesn't she? And she notices that guy's head on the floor. Yeah. Again, she does like a bridge. 
she got her boobs out as well it's just a standard thing in this film um, and as she sits back up again to look at the guy that she's sitting on his head's all been caved in and then she gets gutted and yeah and then she and then her insides get ripped out <laughs> uh, and everything just splats onto the floor it's gory but it's also funny yeah which it, I think is what I demanded from last week's film and didn't get yeah. so <laughs> I can't moan about it because this is exactly what I wanted from last week's film uh, and it's it's almost exactly uh, addressing my comments from last week as well about you know I'm not this is not necessarily the type of film that I automatically go to but if I'm watching this kind of you know if I'm watching a slash flick or a zombie flick whatever it is uh, I don't expect it to cut away <laughs> Yeah, like I want to week. see what's going on, and you certainly see everything in this film. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe too much. I should not. <laughs> you should not. Be careful what you wish. Yeah, exactly, it. exactly. <laughs> Cut back to the two remaining Mexicans who are sitting in the bar. I hope they are Mexicans. I feel like I'm being racist. <laughs> um, and they're also now starting to feel a little bit queasy. Yeah. So one rushes outside for some fresh air. The other one kind of stays at the table, um, and then some cops show up. Can I come? male and a female cop and they're looking for a guy called logan because he's stolen a cop car yeah and he happens to sort of be sat at the bar uh yeah. in, in well i say disguise he's just pulled his hoodie up hasn't he yeah <laughs> so logan is blue jean's stepson yeah yeah is that how it, that's how it was explained i think correct yeah it doesn't explain that till quite near the end of the film though and uh, you quite, all the way through, you're like, what is the relationship between these two? Yeah, but he, he clearly he knows everyone there. You know, yeah, you know, not, yeah, yeah. Not everyone likes him, but... <laughs> I didn't know originally if he was her boyfriend or something, but he's... Again, because of the whole casting and age difference, yeah, it's very Yeah, because he's like 30 still. again. <laughs> he he kind of goes to hide in her office, basically. Yeah. Just as this is all kicking off, a guy gets up on the stage to... And he turns out to be the boyfriend of the lady who's stripping. Yeah. Um, and he kind of kicks off at her a little bit. And they both end up getting carried off the stage. Yeah. And taken backstage by the barman. And suddenly, we, again, her boobs are out. And she's got these weird nipples. <laughs> They're quite long, yeah. Yeah. And pointing in different directions. And suddenly, though, they get impaled on like a ram skull. Is uh, that what it was? It's, it's like an antelope. Yeah, it's got big long uh, horns. Uh, th- <laughs> so there was a bear, an antelope, and something else like mounted heads mounted on the wall in the in the strip joint, and yeah. uh, suddenly the these antelope horns are used as a weapon, and yeah. they go right through this lady's boobs, boobs, <laughs> through uh, her back, out yeah. through the nipples, uh, and her boyfriend's neck gets slit by the end of one of them as well. Yeah, not the nipples, the the antlers. <laughs> And the barman kind of tries to grab the person who's done this. Yeah. But th- he manages to get away because he's all slippery. So he gets a, he gets a hand on, on one of the antlers. And uh, yeah, yeah. He's, he's got an oily hand when he's... Yeah, he's covered in away. oil, isn't he? Yeah. What's the barman's name? It's completely uh, Tony. out of my head. Tony, that's it. And he gets his hand covered in like an oily substance. So Yeah, just as Remy and uh, Blue Jean come, come into the room. Yeah, so they now know that shit's gone down. Something weird is going on in this club. The cops are still there. There's quite a few people in there now. Uh, and another stripper enters the stage. Yeah, so she comes onto the stage after um, Tina was sort of rushed off with her boyfriend. Um, yeah. What's I this stripper want... called? <laughs> um, Frank, so the character is Frankie. So this Frankie. Is, this is the character who, uh, again, in our tour earlier on, 
uh, revealed that she'd been taking self-defence lessons and she's quite a dab hand at some sort of martial art. I don't know which. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she can handle herself. What's her specialist skill? Uh, so I, I want you to tell me her stripper name first and then I've got I, something that I want to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> um, her stripper name is Fundercunt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's her stripper name. What do you want to tell me about her? So I had the subtitles on. Oh, really? Whilst I was watching this, um, not not on purpose, um, but because I, I just watched it on my iPad, and um, some of them are quite difficult to hear. I remember when we watched like small crimes, and I couldn't hear what he was saying on the phone. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm going to stick the subtitles on. So, I'd, and I must have left them on from last week or the week before, and. <laughs> I can't believe I'm going to say this. Do you know what the <laughs> subtitles say when she's doing her act? I, I don't want to know. What do they say? What's her act? I don't want to say that either. <laughs> um, she kind of bends over and points a microphone at her, her front area. Yep. And makes some farting noises from it. Yep. <laughs> uh, or as the sub- this is very uncomfortable. Stop making me uncomfortable. <laughs> or as, as the subtitles on Netflix say... Uh, it just says queefing noise. Oh no! <laughs> Does it really? Yeah, hundred percent. I'm not amazing. To. Amazing. Yeah, she's a she's a queefer. <laughs> They've got some unusual strippers in this bar. Yeah, quite the it's not uh, a normal strip club, is it? Quite the talent roster. <laughs> very very weird. Um, cut from that. That's just a really out of place scene as well. That's never referenced again. We do see her again. She becomes like a character, but they never talk about what she does. No. It's just, it's really weird. It's a really weird scene. Cut back to the bouncer, Remy, and the barman, Tony. They're kind of moving the bodies out from the backstage area now, aren't they? Yeah, they put, put them in like a... Put them in the pantry. Back, yeah, put them in like a back room in the kitchen. And we find that somebody's stolen the chef's knife. The knife's gone missing from the chef, and he's not happy again. He's shouting again. So Remy and Blue Jean go out, and they confront the last Mexican miner who's still sitting at his table. Yeah, they're basically like, where, where are your mates? What's going on? Yeah. <laughs> As she's, uh, Blue Jean sort of says straight away, you're down the old mine, aren't you? <laughs> what did you find? Yeah, she kind of goes straight in for it. She knows exactly what's going on. Um, cut to a flashback. We get a bit of a flashback scene. Um, and they're in the mine, and they're, they're coal miners. So this is a coal mine. Yeah. And they're kind of got their pickaxes, a bit like the Seven Dwarfs, and they're bashing at the wall. And one guy hits some, like, oil, and he gets it all over it. He gets it, like, on his fingers. And they all have a bit of a touch of it and decide that they're uh, they're going to be rich because they've, found, they've struck oil. And then, is it like a cave-in or something happens that makes them all run off? Yeah, they there's there's definitely a rumbling. Uh, there's yeah. a bit of a rock fall, and they, they escape back to the surface, don't they? Yeah, although you don't see that. You just see them running off and they're yeah. running. It looks like they've literally just run around the corner. Yeah, it does. And they're all right. They're just running to this gazebo. So, yeah, that's kind of your explanation of where this came from. That's all you're going to get. And then the, it comes back to the, the strip joint and, the, and yeah. the guy just goes, it's not oil, is it? Yeah. <laughs> and then he, it's his turn to uh, projectile vomit everywhere. Yeah. He literally throws up all over the table in the main bar. I've written cop gets killed, but I can't remember how he got killed. What happened to the... The male cop. Uh, I don't know. I didn't. I don't, I've not got that. I've only got about the female one. Yeah, the the male cop gets killed anyway. So the zombies just start basically. Yeah, basically now we've got a bar full of zombies. 
that's that's where we are now. We cut to Blue Jean's office and Logan is still in there, but the female cop is in there now with him. And they're kind of... Are they kissing? Yeah, they're going for it. Yeah, they're, they're kind of going for it because eventually the desk ends up getting tipped over and it lands on her head. Yeah, the uh, so the uh, fat zombie uh, just, just <laughs> basically crushes her with the desk and Logan shoots him. Yes. Are we calling them zombies? Um... We need to have the zombie debate. Yes. <laughs> That's what I've called them in my notes. That's what I've called them as well. The film's called Peelers, but why? Is yeah, that, I was, what, we, is that I, what we're supposed to call them? I was going to ask that because it's not a word that's used, used in this at movie in the at film. all. No, it's not. It always annoys me as well. And You know in zombie films? Yeah. When they're not called zombies? Like in The Walking Dead, they don't sure. call them zombies, they call them walkers. But if a zombie outbreak happened now in the world... They would be called zombies. Yes. So why do movies now try and step away from that word? I'm not, I'm not sure. Because it's not realistic. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not like if The Walking Dead happened, you would say, "Oh, look, there's a load of zombies coming over there." Yeah, but and they I, don't. They I don't pres- call them zombies. I presume that this is called peelers because that's what they're. Referred that's what we're to supposed as. to call them. Yeah, um, but they're not referred to that as that in the, in this movie at all. Nor yeah. do they peel. Maybe that's what they were called in the script. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, they don't. They don't do any sort of... Pe- they don't peel or peel people. No. Nope. So I would have called them oilers. Oilers. <laughs> or oilies. Oilies. I like it. Anyway, yeah, the, the the fat peeler comes in and he tips the desk over onto this cop's head and her head kind of explodes. Yeah. Which freaks Logan out and he manages to get some shots away to it. He's got a gun. Or he's got her gun. He, he picks her gun up off the floor, doesn't he? That's right, yeah. And he, yeah, he, he puts this uh, peeler Puts this down. guy down. Yeah, let's just call them zombies. Okay. <laughs> um, he goes out to the bar and he shoots three more of them, literally in a row. He's take, he takes all three of them out with his gun. Here's a hot shot. Here's a really good shot with his gun. And the an oil starts spraying out of all of them. Where they get shot, this oil starts spraying out. We cut back to the kitchen and it turns out that Tony's also been turned into one now. Yeah, so we didn't see him get bitten or anything. It was literally because he touched the oil. Because he that, touched uh, the oil, yeah. On the antelope's antlers. Yeah, so all you have to do, you don't have to get bitten by them. They're just... You just have to touch the oil and you turn into one. And he manages to slice the chef's head off. Yeah. But not just like in one foul swoop. He kind of hacks at it, doesn't he? He does, cuts yeah. It, cuts and cuts and cuts it. It's really... And at this point really made me laugh because we cut back to the bar and Remy's like, oh, we need to get everybody out because, because all this shit's going on. And all of a sudden, a load of people just run past him screaming. Yeah. It's like, why did that not happen five minutes ago? And why do they not go with them? <laughs> well, Exactly. So they do. They do to be to their credit. These characters' credit. They do a good job quickly of evacuating the uh, the strip joint. Yeah. Um, it was just the panic in the people's faces yeah. as they were running out. Just I'm, came. I'm sure a load more people ra- ran past than were in there as well. <laughs> it just. It really made me laugh. It was like, oh, all of a sudden everybody's panicking. Um, but uh, Blue Jean realizes she's um, she's forgotten the strippers. So <laughs> yeah. they've, not, they've not evacuated them. They're still back in the still, uh, dressing room. They don't know room. what's going on. Yeah, Apparently this room is soundproofed because they've not heard any of the gunshots or anything. Um, she goes into the stripper's room, doesn't she? And the baseball bat's not on the wall anymore. And she's trying to get them all out. And baby's kind of... Does baby go back for something? Baby go back. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. So Yeah, so <laughs> Blue Jean and Baby and Licorice, who's the pregnant one. Um, she got a Licorice? Yeah. I don't even want to know what her skill was. Oh, that could have been my question. I didn't realise you wouldn't know that. You've already fucked my question. However, 
Good luck. I've got to try and think of another one. Now. <laughs> I can't remember what I was going to say. Uh, so th- they're starting to, uh, yeah, move out of the room, and then Baby does go back. Uh, <laughs> she goes back for a gun, I think. Yeah, she does. She goes. Yeah, you're right. She's got a gun in her handbag. Just as she does, uh, a zombie walks in. Yep. Wielding the baseball bat. Yeah, and what does he do with it? Uh, he t- smashes her tits off. <laughs> There's a word and sentence I never thought I'd hear you say. He does, yeah, he beats her to death with it. Yeah, that, that's that's what happens. Yeah. Um, Blue G manages to get the baseball bat off him and then she batters him with it all over his head. Um, and when we cut to the kitchen again, and everybody's dead in the kitchen now, and the chef's head is cooking. Yeah, it's on the uh, grill plate, isn't it's it? Put it? Put it on the hob and turn the hob on and you, you see this like sizzling going on. And I've written here, why are they still in this bar? <laughs> why have they not run away? All of a sudden, the lights go off, the power goes off, and Remy, who's the bouncer, he gets stabbed through the foot yep. by one kind of pinned to the floor, doesn't he? And one of the strippers comes out and shoots the zombie in the head, kind of saves him. Yeah, so that's Frankie. Frankie saves yeah. him. I thought it was Frankie. So, yeah, he's just about to get killed by this one this zombie and she comes out and shoots it logan's, logan's currently being attacked by another one as well uh, blue jean saves him with the bat yeah so, so um logan's being attacked by a, a different zombie who's wielding the chainsaw from earlier yeah um, so yeah blue, blue jean saves him um yeah so blue jean has now beaten two zombies to death in the space of a couple of minutes yeah and she's done really well considering she's beaten them up with a baseball bat not to get a single drop yep. of oil on her no, never once not blood not oil no nothing considering this movie is already established if you do touch any of this oil then you will be turned yeah I know it's only a I know it's a real nitpick <laughs> but considering everyone else was gushing all over the place she did very well to remain spotless yeah she didn't get any on her at all um, so at this point all the zombies are down all of our main characters are okay and they're standing right by the door Sure. They literally couldn't be any closer to the door to the club. I mean, Rem is stuck to the floor, to be fair. That is true. That, that is also true. Via this, knife through the foot. They suddenly remember that they haven't seen Tony, the barman, for quite a while. They don't know that they've not, that he's been turned at this yep. point. So, Blue Jean decides, it's weird calling her Blue Jean as well, but that's her name. Uh, Blue Jean takes, she's going to say, oh, we'll go and find him, and takes all of the strippers with her. She leaves the two men. Because yeah. one's pinned to the floor, so she doesn't get, a, she doesn't have a chance there. And takes the girl, even the pregnant one goes with her to try and find out what's going on in the kitchen. And which leaves us with Logan and Remy. And Logan eventually pulls the knife out from his foot, and it is quite gruesome how it comes. It's just like the noise it makes as it pulls out. Oh yeah, it's a pretty grim. Squelch, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, <laughs> it really is. This film cuts around. I'm going to say again, this film cuts around all over the place at this point. There's because our characters are all split up now. The scenes are really short, short and sharp. So we, we cut back to the kitchen now, and what did you say the pregnant girl's name was? Uh, licorice. Licorice. She somehow manages to get herself wedged under a rack. <laughs> so she kind of, does she fall over and kind of slip through under this rack? I'm not rack sure if then... she was trying to hide or, I'm not I'm not really sure, but she's but she's immobile on the floor, isn't she? A, a big pregnant belly's got stuck under the shelf, so she can't move. Tony pops out and they realise that he's been changed, so Jean batters him again with a baseball bat. She's really good with this baseball bat. Yeah, so her and Frankie fight fight him off. Yeah. With their martial arts slash baseball skills. Yeah, and then when he's down, we turn to we turn back to Licorice and she's eating some honey. Yeah. From a Winnie the Pooh honey jar. Yeah. Which uh, couldn't be more in your face. Oh look, there's some honey here. 
Um, and Jean says to her, I think I've found the name for your baby. And I was like, oh, they could call it Honey, but no, it's going to be called Winnie. I thought they were going to call it Poo. Um, Remy, we're back with Remy now. He hits one of the zombies with the broken chainsaw, just kind of throws it at him because he can't get it started. No, so he just kind of throws it at him. Um, and that's when he figures out you have to destroy the head. They've clearly not watched Shaun of the Dead. No, they've never watched Shaun of the Dead or most other zombie films. (laughs) Cut back to the kitchen, and they both decide they, they all get some weapons, and but then all of the remaining zombies get up. Yeah. All of the zombies get up. Even the ones that have been shot in the head. Yeah. They find quite the stash of weapons in the chef's I've, cupboard, exa- don't they? <laughs> I was exactly going to... I was definitely going to say that. There's because, like a crossbow and all sorts. Yeah, there's a crossbow, two shotguns and a whip, randomly. Because <laughs> Logan ends up with a whip, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, unfortunately, we lose Frankie at this point. She gets impaled on a stick that Tony's wielding because he's got up as well. And that's when they decide, oh, the head theory doesn't work. Or bang. I think he says Bango's our head theory. I think Remy says that. And I've written here, I mean, the exit is right there. Like, <laughs> literally right behind them. No time to run out of the exit. It's time for science. It's definitely. It's science time. Do you want to, do you want to explain the science? Um, I can't remember how the uh, revelation comes around in their chat. It just happens. But they, <laughs> um, they decide that, uh, as it is well known, that oil and water do not mix. Yeah. Maybe water will help them. Definitely water will help them is what they decide. <laughs> there's no like there's no like uh, debate about this. It's like, oh water. That'll do. And then this is the line that I couldn't believe I wrote. Yeah, I I, I text you, didn't Because you text me and said that and then I text you about half an hour because I was about half an hour behind you watching this. And I text you back with I think I know the line. Was it this bit? <laughs> it was. Because <laughs> I can't believe I've written it either. So uh Licorice is grabbed, isn't she? Yeah. Uh, She's standing of, up uh, again. Yeah, at, at the ankles. Yeah. And is it Tony? Yeah. Again. Yeah. Um, so she's grabbed at the ankles and obviously this is quite a shock. So she's got, she's wearing a dress. <laughs> the zombies, Tony is, is, is underneath her. She's grabbed. It, like I say, it's a surprise. Uh, it causes her waters to break <laughs> and they, they descend onto the zombie's face and uh, melt it off. Yeah. So that proves their water fear. Uh, that is, I when I saw that, I was like, I can't believe how far this film's prepared to go. <laughs> it's it's really I uh, can't believe it's gone there, and it had and it did go there. Death by amniotic fluid. Yes. How about it? Literally that? went all over its face. Yeah. He got. He's kind of looking up, wasn't he? And it, I was just like, wow, absolutely wow. I mean, you couldn't have a more flip side of the coin to last week's. It was. Afraid to do anything. Yeah. Movie. Yeah. Whereas this was just, fuck it. We'll fuck do it, it all. <laughs> We're literally no rules. No rules. We're just going to go for it. So you'd think, well, that's sim- simple. You're in a bar. Water should be easy to get a hold of. You've, you're easily going to win this battle now. It's just water everywhere, surely. Unfortunately, the water's been disconnected. It's past midnight. It's She's 10 past midnight. She doesn't own the bar anymore. And so the water and the electricity are both cut off. The electricity that went off earlier goes off again. <laughs> they decide, that, well, they haven't got any water, so we'll use some beer. Beer. Because water, this is like a big science thing about how beer's 
ninety percent water or something. Like. And they they talk about molecules in the body and all sorts, don't they? They're, yeah, they're Remy, proper science on it. Yeah, because Remy's like, I learned it at bartending school. <laughs> um, so yeah, they decide they need to get some beer. Remy and Blue Jean leave, leaving Logan with the pregnant because we've only got four characters left now. Yeah. So they leave Logan and Licorice together, and Ray, Remy and Blue Jean go out into the bar to try and get some beer, <laughs> and. Logan and Licorice have a bit of a moment because she says to him, if I wasn't about to burst, I'd fuck you right now. Yeah. Which I wasn't expecting. Sexy, hey? Yeah, very sexy. (laughs) (laughs) Jean and Remy stumble into the... Go on. No, I was just going to say, they have that chat and that's where it all comes out about that Blue Jean is Logan's stepmom. Yeah, that's where you find Uh, out. And that um, both Logan's dad and Blue Jean were cops. Used to be cops, yeah. Yeah. Because that's relevant later on, I guess. Yeah, sort of. <laughs> Almost. Blue Jean and Remy find the private dance room now. Yeah. Where these so people got that, killed earlier. That zombie's been stuck in there since. Yeah, that, that, body, that zombie's been in there the whole time, I think. And she smashes a beer bottle over its head. And it goes down. So we, we know now that beer does kill it as well, as well as water. Is this? Yeah, this is the point where they, they go out into the main bar area, don't they? Yeah, and she, so they, they take one out at the bar. Yeah. Between them. So... Uh, Blue Jean um, takes the top off a, a beer tap. Yeah. Uh, and that takes out one. Uh, yeah, because it sprays zombies. literally perfectly at this zombie. Yeah. She whacks this beer tap with the with a baseball bat. That's a total, total money shot. I'm pretty sure there's no liquid running through the handle of a beer tap either. <laughs> but, and it was definitely CGI. Yeah. It wasn't real water that was spray or real beer that was spraying out. Um, but it hits him right, this zombie right in the face, so another one goes down. Yeah, uh, but unfortunately uh, for Remy, yeah, uh, another zombie uh, across the room turns out uh, is amazing at throwing knives. Yeah, because it throws one right in his neck. And right in his neck, it gets him, doesn't it? Perfectly. I don't know where it got the throwing knives from. <laughs> no, nor me. But hey ho, it got one. So he's about to die, and Blue Jean decides this is the point in his life now that I'm going to kiss him. Because yeah, well, he, he was clearly he, in love with her. He says, I, I love you, yeah. Yeah, basically. and it, it was obvious all the way through the film that he was in love with her. So she gives him a bit of a kiss, and then he dies. <laughs> then we go baseball again. Yeah. Because uh, she's, she's, she's not just a hitter, she can pitch as well. She can, and she's got a, she finds a baseball cap from somewhere. Uh, it's behind a bar. Yeah, so she puts that on, and she kind of adjusts it, and it goes into like slow-mo, doesn't it? And she's like winding up as a baseball pitcher. She pitches this ball right into this zombie's face. But at the same time, the zombie's throwing another throwing knife at her. Yeah. And I was like, oh, they're going to, like, the ball and the knife are going to hit in midair. Yeah. That's not what happened. That's not what happened. That would have been cool. Yeah. But it's not what happened. So, yeah, the knife kind of grazes her face as it goes past. But the, the zombie gets the ball right in the face. And so she goes over and she pours some beer on it. She got, like, a pitcher, hasn't she? Yeah. And its head completely melts off. You just see this black stain on the floor. At this point, the new owner turns up. The sleazeball that we met earlier on. And he becomes a bit of a Captain Exposition, doesn't he? Your favourite. Oh, bloody hell, yeah. This is like <laughs> so shoehorned in. So I, he knows of the oil. Yes, he knows all about what's going on. There's the reason he's brought the bar. Not only does he know of the oil, he knows that it is like weird virus oil. Yeah, evil oil. And yeah, he he, is, he then proceeds to like mansplain some Blue Jean. <laughs> it does, that, yeah. You know, it's worth the risk. It's the humans that are the virus. <laughs> it gives that old speech, doesn't it? It does, yeah. 
he says he knew there'd be casualties they're unfortunate but necessary he, he described it as the best crude oil the world's ever seen it's just basically bullshit about well we need to give some explanation so we'll bring this guy in sure meanwhile cut back to licorice and logan and she's now in fully in labor yeah she is having this baby and logan's now going to deliver it that's going to be his job for the rest of the film cut back to blue jeans he tells him you've got to shut it down it's a biological weapon and he said and that he says it's uh sent by nature and it's the survival of the fittest and then he calls a bj um suddenly oil starts coming out of his nose he the look in his face is like pure panic isn't it he knows that the game's up but then he knows even more that the game's up because the chainsaw runs right through the middle of him yeah he gets chopped up by a a zombie a zombie yeah i thought remy had come back to life but he hadn't it was a zombie I thought that's that's what horror films do, isn't it? They like bring the main characters back, even though that, they're dead. I think that's yeah. I I'm not sure this film did a great job of like. I don't, I'm not sure really like the design of like the zombies or whatever you call them because it was really hard hard to tell like with the with the, were they just the Mexican guys and Tony or was it like because there was only four of those guys. Yeah, I think and there I was. Know I they think kept it... coming back, but it was just hard to tell who was doing a lot of this killing at times. Yeah, I think it was well, in inside the bar. It was def. I think it was definitely just the four of them and Tony. I don't think there was any more. But anyway, he, this one, the one that kills the new owner, kind of grabs her by the throat, and this is where we find out that Blue Jean's got knife shoes. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, we already knew that they were bottle opening shoes. Yeah, she opened a bottle with them earlier, but they've also got knives in the front. Um, so she stabs it, and as it tumbles away, she kind of smacks it with a bat again. This bat's gone through shit. Bat's yeah. taken so many people out. Um, and then the baby's born. Logan delivers successfully delivers this baby out of no really quickly because he only went into labour like five minutes ago. And it's a girl. At this point, the lights that went out earlier go out again. So this is the third power cut we've had now. Someone does mention a backup generator. Yeah, they at some do. Point, but to be fair, it just made me laugh. I was like, oh no, the power's gone out. Oh yeah. no, the power's gone out. Oh no, the power's gone out. Like three times. Unfortunately, as the lights go out, Licorice gets ripped to pieces by this yeah, uh, so by she's... one of the zombies just after she's had the baby. Yeah, Logan's still got the baby in his hands. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Do you want to talk about the next shot? So, well, actually, not quite the next shot. So, so Logan manages to kill the zombie. Yeah, he sprays it with beer. Yeah. Uh, while still holding the baby, which is yeah. impressive. <laughs> so, he, he's taking care of that one. Um, and do, do you want to explain the next? <laughs> this I'm was not sure next, I can. I it's... can't believe I've seen this. Is this where, we, where she, he gives her the baby back? Yeah, but just, it, the camera sort of pans up, doesn't it? Yeah, and she's just half of her. So it pans up from the floor. Yeah. And, and then just a, a churning, beating, pulpy red mass, which was were her legs and lower body, Yeah, I guess. She's not dead. No. She's she's alive, but she's only, there's only half of her left on the floor. From like, from like abdomen upwards, she's fine. But there's no bottom half of her body. So he gives her the baby to hold. And then she dies. Yeah. <laughs> so he takes the baby back. Oh my God, this is on like await further instructions levels at this point. <laughs> um, this bit really made me laugh as well because he spots a petrol can, but it's like it's in a spotlight. Yeah. <laughs> it's literally like, Mah! and this light lights up this petrol can and it's like, he suddenly has this amazing, like, why there's a petrol can in the kitchen? Nobody knows. But it's there, and it's just like it's on the wall lit up by like a halo of light it really made me laugh we cut to outside now um and travis is back 
Yeah, yeah. Um, so manager Kinto's character. Yeah, Blue Jeans heard uh, heard the bike revving yeah. just after she's took care of the zombie. So she's like, "Hmm, that's not good." So she goes outside, <laughs> and uh, there is the good place zombie. Yeah, because now he's a zombie as well, and he's sitting on her motorbike. He constantly repeats BJ over and over again. Yeah, about forty times, just like BJ, BJ, and she is not happy at all. But he dri- he rides the bike out. And you get this really, really funny. It's obviously a green screen scene of him just like riding a bike, like as, a yeah. car, as if he's a cartoon character. Yeah, he's he's the other side of the car park. Yet when it yeah. gets to him, there's like trees going past. Yeah, um, <laughs> mountains. <laughs> yeah, I noticed that as well. Yeah, it was quite funny. And uh, she's got this bat again, which is still not broken or anything. It's fine. And she winds up and she whacks him off the bike. Which is impressive because in the scene previously, he was the same height as the windscreen on the bike. And he, she manages to miss that and hit him. So she swings just at the right time. It's a good shot. It's a great shot. And she knocks him out, She knocks him off the bike. But then she goes down as well. And I didn't really see what happened to her. No, I didn't get that. <laughs> she just hit the deck. Yeah, but they both managed to get up at the same time. <laughs> and one, the, my favourite line of the film comes now because Logan turns up in the car. It's like a cop car, isn't it? Yeah. And he, he runs it over. He runs this zombie over. Yeah, so, so just, yeah, so uh, Travis zombie's just stood up. He's sort of coming towards yeah. Eugene and, and Logan just runs him down. Yeah, you get that classic film yeah. car running over somebody scene, don't you? And Logan gets out of the car and he says, looks like I just struck oil. <laughs> and I was like, that's amazing. That's the best line I've ever heard in a film. This was my favourite bit of the film, man. <laughs> really? Well, maybe. It, it made me laugh. <laughs> it did make me laugh as well. Um, Logan hasn't got any water and he needs water, obviously. So how do you produce water? He pisses on this Travis zombie until it disintegrates and dissolves. <laughs> I thought you were going to say is... something. No, no, no. That is exactly what happens. <laughs> yeah, he pisses all over this zombie. Then he sets him on fire because he says, oh, I know something else that doesn't mix well with oil. He's getting all the one-liners out Even now. though we know that fire does mix quite well with oil because it achieves its mission. <laughs> Now, I might have missed something here, but he also now sets the car on fire. Yeah. And he wedges the accelerator with a huge dildo. That, so that was in the film earlier. It was... Was it? it? Yeah, it was in the chef's cupboard where they got all the weapons. Oh, yes, I think... Yeah, it was. You're right. I, yeah, I, I hadn't put that together. Yeah, he's got this huge dildo that he wedges on the accelerator. Then you get a long shot of the bar and it it's, turns out the bar's called Titty Balls. Which is yeah. odd. <laughs> um, and the car very slowly heads towards the bar and then hits it quite slowly. And the car's, st- the car's on fire, but not very on fire. But it turns out that Logan, in the meantime, has disconnected all the gas pipes inside the bar. He has, yeah. So uh, we know what's coming next. They get on their bike together on her police motorbike. Yep, Logan's holding the baby. Yep, and they ride off into the sunset or the night. And there's a huge explosion behind them. And so you know the bar's gone up. And then we cut back to Logan and a little drop of blood drips out of his... Well, a little drop of oil drips out of his nose. And yeah. you film. And you film ends. Well, not quite. No, no. The, that's the end of the film. But then there is an after credit no, not quite. You've missed... You, so they, they're driving away. Yeah. And he has the little nosebleed. And then the camera cuts to behind the bike. And they're driving off down the road. And he chucks the baby onto the road. Did he? Yeah. I did not see that. And it goes like, bleh, splat on the floor. Really? Yeah. 
I honestly didn't see that. that I must have to check that out. I, miss, I don't know how I missed that. Oh, I thought it finished when... I had to rewind it to check and there's horrible sound when it hits the floor. So oh. he's, he's obviously turned straight away. I, d- I honestly didn't see that. And, and uh, to, to be honest, that was a bit that went too far <laughs> after everything in this film. Didn't need it right at the end. Yeah. Wow. So yeah, he just chucks it onto the road. I'm going to go. How did I miss that? I'm definitely going to check I'm not that sure. Um, then you get a post-credit scene. Oh, and... this I felt this film undid a lot of its <laughs> what I liked about it in the last scene and this bit. Yeah, it completely. This scene so unnecessary. Un- it's completely unnecessary. But we basically find out how she got the police bike because it's she gets asked. She gets asked a couple of times, doesn't she? During the film, how did you get the police bike? Yeah. And it's basically it's a flashback to when she was a stripper, and she. I don't want to go too deep into it, but she bet... It's she, a whole, like, five-minute yeah, routine for ages. you have it's to the, sit and watch. I, I'm not, like... Oh, I, just, I didn't need to sit and watch the third stripping routine of this movie in an hour and a half. No. I think this was I a felt scene... felt uncomfortable in the first one. I think this was a scene that was cut from the film. And then yeah, they, I think they have so. added it in as a post-credit scene, personally. But, yeah, she, she bets a cop that she can make him pass out by the end of the night, and he assumes... Because he's getting drunk, so he assumes that it's from drinking... Um, then you, she goes through a whole base. She's a baseball player. So they bet, they bet his bike. Yeah. She yeah, says, sorry. I bet you pass out before midnight. If you do, I want your bike. Yeah. And he's like, no, he's like big macho cop man. He's not going to pass out. And then she's like, a, she's a baseball player stripper. And she starts her whole stripping routine that, like you say, goes on for ages. And it ends. How does it end? <laughs> I, uh, I don't know if I want to say it. I think you should say it. So she. <laughs> She shoots a baseball out of herself and knocks the cop out. Yeah. So you just pass out and that's how she got the bike. And then the film ends. Yeah. So, thoughts. Final thoughts. Um, yeah, it's it's a whole mad as a box of frogs, this one is. Yeah, it's batshit crazy. It's, it's all over the place. <laughs> um, hey, there's some really good ideas in there. Yeah. And a lot of creativity. Yeah, definitely. Some of the deaths are really creative. It's full on. Yeah, like, it's intense. This is, this is a proper, like, intense experience. <laughs> it really is. It's as 18 as an 18 can get, I think. It's it's really grindhouse, isn't it? Yeah. It's gritty when it wants to be. It's, it's blood, guts, and boobs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And swears. Yeah, um, there's a lot of that in it. It's it's basically, it's the film that I demanded last week. It's the film, it's a really weird that it came so quickly after last week's episode because we were saying all the way through that episode that all it needed was to show the more comedy side of the deaths. And that's exactly what this film does. And there's a line between the two of them where you've got a really good slash, um, like comedy horror film. Because they're both comedy horrors. I guess they are both comedy horrors. This is, uh, I would it's, say, this is from dusk till dawn on. Yeah, it's dark on speed. Black comedy, isn't it? Yeah, with with no filter, is it? No, not at all. It's fun. I had a lot of fun watching this. I I I I don't want to sound like a, a, a wuss, but I, it was too much at times. Are you talking like murder party too much? You know how we uh, how we said that was too yeah, gory. Possibly. Really, I didn't think it was. Not in like the amounts of blood and stuff, but like. I don't, yeah. The adult scenes are the bit where she pisses on the crowd, the 
bit where that I didn't mind that so much. No. But that kind of sets your tone and then it it takes that and takes it up to 11. And it's... I I enjoyed this. No, I enjoyed it as well. It might say a lot more about me than it should, but it's, it's batshit crazy. It's fun. It's funny in parts. It does cross the line a couple of times. It surprised me a lot, and that's... Yeah, it wasn't what I was expecting. What we don't get very much. Yeah, the the fact that they had the balls to do some of this, the city balls to do some of this, <laughs> is, is to be commended, I think. Yeah, I think it's, you're right. It's it's crazy. Yeah, it's... It's full it's, on, but it's... It's, it's mental. It's, it's crazy fun. It's a lot of fun. I know lo- a lot of people will hate this. Yeah. But it's, it's fine. I, I It's exactly yeah, the I, sort of film I enjoy. It's a B-movie, it's fun it's wacky it's it just crosses that line a little bit too often and it, it, like you say it's a little bit too much it's quite sweet in parts i mean some of the characters they're not like they're not like cardboard or wooden I, there's, there's some pretty good performances in here not all of them yeah but um i thought um who's the lady that played blue jean i thought she was good i thought she was a good lead ren walker yeah i like i quite like remy as well the guy who played logan was was fine yeah Considering they're all not, there's no actors. There's no like high end actors in this. They're all no. they're all nobodies. There's like I say, it's really creative um, and inventive, um, and it looks good. It doesn't look cheap. No, it it the, the practical effects are brilliant. Yeah, and yeah. when what they are for what they are, they're, they're when that woman's when that antelope horn goes through that woman's tits, it really looks like that's what's happened. You've got to compare it to last week's film and. This is the film that we wanted from last week's film, although probably a little bit too far. So we can't say we didn't like last week's film, and then it kind of means we've got to like this one. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like I yeah I I I, I it's not necessarily like I say I've said this a few times. It's not necessarily my go to genre, but I enjoyed it. I, you know, it's it's fun. It is it's pretty intense, but um, yeah, it's it's it's. It's cool. Yeah, it's cool. That's a great word for it. It's cool. And, you know, it's, it's got some, you know, you get to see some cool females kicking some ass. And that's, I was going to say you get good. to see some boobs then. Because <laughs> <laughs> you do, you get to see quite a few boobs. But we've seen so many as well, haven't we? Like what, boobs? Which, no, <laughs> let me finish. <laughs> Sorry. We've seen so many, um, which has surprised me. I don't know, we've not all, we've watched films from a number of years on this show, not not necessarily all recent ones, yeah. but it has surprised me how many times we've seen still that whole like damsel in distress thing. Yeah. You know, oh, I can't, I can't do it. A man has to come and help me. And at least this, this was, you know, the females in this were as strong and as, as you know, fought back as, as much, if not more than the guys, which oh, is, I always think is a plus. Definitely so. more than the guys. Logan and Remy weren't great. Yeah. The, the females were brilliant. This is a yeah. This is a female-led film where the girls kick ass. What well, the main girl kicks ass for definite. What's the um? It did have a lot of similarities for me to the. What's the one that Tarantino and Robert Rodriguez did? Is oh, it Planet Planet Terror? Planet Terror, yeah. There's there's a lot of that in this. That's yeah. that sort of film. Like it's, you say, it's grindhousey, yeah. isn't it? It's yeah, yeah. Is that yeah. sort of? That's what they were going for. Yeah. So if you like them sort of films, Tarantino Tarantino is a great show. If you like Tarantino films. And there's there's something here for you. Yeah, that's that's not a bad shout, actually. Cool. Shall we move on to the trivia section? Yeah, let's do it. You fucked my question over, but uh, what was it? What was it going to be? What was the name of the the, the stripper? <laughs> the stage of the name. What? Of, what was the stage name of the farting stripper? 
Oh, okay. <laughs> and then you made me say it. I tried to avoid it and you still made me say it. <laughs> so you go first while I try and think of another one. Uh, okay. I've got a good one, but I think it's really difficult. Oh, great. <laughs> so I don't think I'm going to go with that. I'm okay. going to go with my reserve. Right, okay. So can you tell me... So when when Blue Jean is behind the bar and she puts a baseball cap on, which yeah. presumes a team baseball cap, what does it say on the on the cap? Um, I don't know. I know it was red. Yeah, she, I mean she's only wearing it for like the last twenty minutes of the movie. <laughs> I thought I was giving you an easy one. <laughs> That's not in my head. It's it's never. To be fair to you, it's it's never mentioned. It's is it just, like a team name? You'd think, wouldn't you? Yeah, I don't know. It's not there, I don't know. I presume it's her nickname because, it, well, it's not a team name. So it says Roadkill. Oh, does it? Yeah. Maybe that's a reference. That's Isn't that a Grindhouse film as well? I'm not sure. Not sure. I'm going to have to give you an easy one because it's the only thing I can think of. Okay. Um, most of the way through this film, she's wearing a necklace with some initials on. What are the letters on the necklace? Uh, she hands it I've to got, Logan at one point. Just I've got no idea. Oh, really? <laughs> Yeah, I thought you'd know. I that. didn't take that in. Uh, I'm presuming it's uh, Logan's dad's initials. Presumably, but I don't know what they are. Um, Do you want to have a guess? I think he was also an L. <laughs> but I, I, something is telling me his dad was called something beginning with L. So I will go L J. Oh, it was L M. Ah, oh. I don't know why. It doesn't. She never actually explains what it is. She just she hands it to Logan as if it's some sort of family heirloom or something. I'm sure his dad does get name checked, and it is I can't remember what it is, but it yeah. makes me think he began, it did begin with him. Apparently, yeah. there's a, a scene I've just read on IMDb's trivia. There's a scene afterwards where she was wearing it after she'd given it to him, so they had right. to use CGI to paste it, paint it out. Huh. So apparently, you can't tell at all. So that's quite good. Um, yes, yeah, so we both didn't get any answers again. So is that still two all? Yes, it is. After five, six now, six yeah. now. Wow, we're flying through this lockdown season. I know. When right. was the last time we recorded together? That was the Botskas, uh, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. literally this wow. whole season's going to be, uh, well, hopefully not the whole season, but so far the whole season has been. Yeah, the Botskas was, that, I think that was the last time I saw you as well. Oh, well, it must have been, yeah. It, it probably was. So that's like seven weeks ago. Yeah. Crazy, crazy times. Uh, should we talk about the stream table? Yeah, let's. Can we have a review? Cause yeah, do you want we, me to run it through? Yeah, because we've got a few in there now. Uh, My memory is not good. We've got five in there. So at five at the minute is Deadly Detention from last week. Uh, number four is Ark. Uh, number three is Take Me. Number two is First Match. And number one is Bad Day for the Cut. I think we're going to argue now. Uh, I think you might be surprised. Really? Um, I Give me a number. Three. <laughs> okay. Um... I was not expecting you to say that. I'm not going to lie. Because uh, I was going to say four. but okay. You thought I was going to go the <laughs> other way. I thought you were going to go the other way. I thought you were going to go like um, af- between Ark and Deadly Detention. I'm happy to, to put it sh- in third. If you think it's better than Take Me. Do you want me to show my working? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, obviously it's better than Deadly Detention. 100%. Um, uh, I, was, I thought you were really harsh on Ark. I thought it was fine. Um, <laughs> so I was in a bad place that week, I think. I still think Ark is better than Take Me in terms of movies I've enjoyed this series. Yeah, well, I wish it was um, better than you thought last season, in the first season. Uh, uh, well, no, but <laughs> there we go. The sheer inventiveness and balls <laughs> of this Chitty one. Balls. Uh, yeah, 
I, I'm going to remember this film for a long, long time. Yeah, and I'm not, and I'm not sure I can say that about Take Me. That's fair. That is fair. This film's not going anywhere in my mind. This film's going to be in my brain forever. Yeah, it's certainly memorable. It certainly is for better or worse, <laughs> and it's clearly not as good a film technically as First Match. No. Or um, bad day for the cut. Bad day for the cut. No, those two deserve to be in one and two at the minute. For definite. Yeah. Um, it's open season with the rest of them. Yeah, that's fine. I'm happy to put it in third. I was expecting it to go lower than that. So I'm happy with that. Let's put it there. Done. Done deal. Done deal. Wow. Third. Who'd have thought it? Peelers at number three in the stream table. Um, that just leaves us to pick next week's film. Let me open my app. What are you hoping for this week? What are you after? I've not asked you this before. Um, obviously, I'm I'm happy with the whatever the random. Oh yeah, of course. Is. Yeah, you're getting whatever it I gives think, you anyway. But I think uh, I could do without a third horror in a row, to be honest. Yeah, agreed. Maybe a comedy. Yeah, we've not done a comedy for a while. We've not done something stupid for a while. What do you like, mean? Well, just something brainless. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, let's. I'm going to press the button and let's see what it picks. Oh, it's picked Deadly Detention. Need to take that off the list. <laughs> it's fixed. It has picked a film called Band of Robbers. Okay. Sounds crimey. Oh, interesting. Um, do you want to know the synopsis? Yes, please. Tom Sawyer and Hook Finn are grown men still searching for the hidden treasures that had eluded them since childhood. Ooh. A comedic adventure that reimagines Mark Twain's iconic literary ch- characters of Huckleberry Finn and Tom Sawyer as grown men in the current day. Uh, very similar to this week's movie, by the sounds <laughs> of it. Sounds it, doesn't it, yeah. Um, I'm sure there's going to be loads of <laughs> babies born on zombies' faces and all sorts. <laughs> oh, don't. <laughs> uh, just having a quick look through the cast list, see if I recognise anybody. Uh, I don't. No. So yeah, go out and watch Band of Robbers and we'll come back next week and we'll talk to you. Let's do it. Cheers. Thank you. Bye.